0: Hey, hey everybody, everybody.
1: This
0: is Y'all heard. Y'all heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips.
1: And me, Pete Phillips.
0: Are eternally not related. I think I used that before.
1: And this is a, a podcast where, you know, this is a podcast that started when two friends wanted to have an excuse to get together from time to time and check in with each other. And, uh, and then we sort of backpedaled into we should probably have a unifying reason to do it. So let's make a show where we share things with people uh, that we think are interesting.
0: In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, mm, you don't have to say, how are you? You can or you could just tell me anything from this weekend.
1: Um, or- I had a pretty blah kind of weekend. Hmm. But the weather's getting nice, I guess. <laughs> We're recording okay. very early this week. So today is the first day of spring and I have shorts on.
0: Ooh, in celebration?
1: Uh, just because I was hot.
0: Mm, okay. <sighs> I don't have anything. I was sick all yesterday.
1: Being oh. sick is stupid. I know. These damn bodies.
0: I know. Oh! Oh, I don't wait. Can I say this, story? Okay, I'm going to say it with no names. <laughs> or. <change. laughs> okay, yeah, this is definitely not yeah be as vague as possible and I have nothing to tell about myself but this blew my mind someone I know had a uh, interview for a job in another state and the people that want to hire them was supposed to pay for the hotel <laughs> so the person like they're exhausted they had to do multiple transfers they had to go up for the interview a day earlier than expected they show up to the hotel and the people are like, oh, you owe this much money. And they're like, isn't this place supposed to have covered the price? And the hotel lobby person is like, no, they didn't. And that place owes us like $70,000. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite story today. Because I was like, did you just say seventy? 70- Thousand dollars, <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, they are not going to reimburse you for that.
1: That's <laughs> so, a, that's an impression that you really want to. But they made the reservations, yes, interesting. And the hotel's yeah. still letting them make
0: reservations. Fascinated, why they even work with them anymore. And, uh, yeah, so that's all I'm going to say. I heard that story today and staying in my mind because it's so stupid.
1: I wanted to, um, run something by you, Marissa. Uh, We've talked about it on the podcast before. I hate meetings. I really hate meetings. I don't like meetings. <laughs> no.
0: Um
1: and then So like I'm talking about you every time I go to a meeting it's always a meeting with a bunch of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know the last time I was ever invited to a meeting with one other person.
0: What you mean like you had a plus one?
1: No, like, like the meeting is with one other person. So oh, it's just me and another person. And oh, this person yeah. is scheduling time ahead of time and everything like that.
0: I have that once a month at my job. I hate it. Continue.
1: So that feels tedious in and of itself, that it's a meeting with one other person.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I was like, God, I don't want to do this. So I gave the person all the information that I had in email, hoping that they would be like, Oh, well, we don't have to meet now. Didn't work. Um... So now I have to have this meeting with this person. And cut to the chase, I think I realized that, and this is where I'm I'm running past you, is this a a bad thing? And I know you're going to tell me no because you're my friend, but (laughs) I think I don't like meetings because there's rarely like an untainted paper trail. Like if you're at a committee meeting and somebody's taking minutes, the meeting Uh is going through that person's lens. You know, before it hits the paper but like even in an email like in this conversation with this other person I'm like I don't want to sit down I and I think it comes from a general mistrust of my coworkers <laughs> where I'm like I don't want to sit down and talk to this person about this project because they're going to do whatever they want anyway so why do you have to waste my time And also, if I was going to say my piece, I would like it to be documented in a way that I can refer to so that when this bitch blows up.
0: (laughs) Well, I would say, and this is what I do, when I've had managers that always pretend they didn't say something, you could always, at the end, be like, just to make sure we're on the same page, here's a summary of what we discussed today. If you see any issues, please let me know. So I would do that if you're afraid that they might not follow through.
1: See, that makes me feel worse because that's why the person, that's the the pitch that the person made to me. What do you Let's mean? Let's have a meeting to make sure we're on the same page. And I'm like, I'm on no page. This is not my project. I just make sure that the server is up and running, and that's the end of my involvement. Do whatever you want. I don't want to speak to people.
0: I don't know who your meetings with, but if you want to make them not meet with you again, you just put a paper trail. And then they'll be like, I don't want to be with this fucker anymore. <laughs> Figure up a fucking summary. Yeah, I'm telling you. You do that, they probably shut it down. I <sighs> I hate everyone. And you know, my whole life is just seeing how I can make myself n- necessary but make everyone not like me. And I haven't achieved it in <laughs> Every context, but I will tell you, nobody likes a summary of a meeting. <laughs> so that's my recommendation.
1: That means I have to pay attention, though, right? Yeah, that's the I other mean, thing. Just... That's the other thing with meetings. Here's my weakness at a physical face-to-face meeting, or even an online one. <laughs> I am terrible with verbal communication because I keep saying things that come to mind,
0: uh-huh.
1: and they're not always the thing you're supposed to say in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, I know. And second, my mind, I don't want to say like it works slow, but sometimes, like, you know, you got so many things going on, you're sort of like connecting threads a little late or something. My
0: mind does work slow, and if you ask me something (laughs) in real time in front of people, I will say something so stupid, it will be like, how does this girl even have a job? (laughs) We'll continue.
1: Yeah, and, um,. Like, we've had meetings with people before, and they, like, ask a question at the beginning, and then halfway through the meeting, I'm like, I just thought of, like, a really interesting thing that we can apply to that first question that you asked. But, like, we're way off of it by now. And I'm like, I know that this isn't appropriate at this point, but, you know, if you actually want a genuine answer to the first question that you asked, my brain has finally finished processing it.
0: (laughs) You do this in your personal life, too, but it's just you, and I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Marissa often asks me questions, and I just don't acknowledge them until I have the answer, and then which he'll answer could be days later,
0: like an hour <laughs> later when I'm talking about something else. <laughs> but it's fine. I say, well, people probably find you like <laughs> I, I hate this. People are probably like Pete's so cheeky. They probably say that. <laughs> I told you the one time I told someone like, sorry, I wasn't listening to anything you said. Can you say it again? Because I didn't get any of that. And I realized as I said it, that's a rude thing to say. But they were like, "He." <laughs> I was like, "That wasn't a joke." I think maybe they think you're doing a bit the way they always think I'm doing a bit.
1: Somebody was talking to me at work, and they were like, "You're so nice, and you're so helpful with things. How could somebody not like you?" And I was like, "I could give you a bunch of reasons."
0: <laughs> I love Pete. He's like my favorite person in the world, tied with my family and my boyfriend. But I can understand why people don't like Pete. Yeah. Because is a way that if you don't know, if you haven't been with him a while, it can be jarring. <laughs> Again, I don't feel that way. I love Pete. But Pete can come across <laughs> in a way that you could misunderstand, I feel. The mm-hmm. same way I am sure you could very easily understand why someone doesn't like me.
1: <laughs> and there's a lot of times, too, at work where, like, I get so many, like emails at once or questions at once or something like that, that I throw back very short, curt responses. And it's not me trying to be rude, it's just, I'm trying to take care of everything. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, people are like, he's mean, and it's like, why? Because I don't take 45 minutes to answer your question with a happy, dumb grin on my face? If you want that, you can go next door. (laughs)
0: You and I are generally non confrontational except for in very specific specific circumstances and we don't like to inconvenience people. But tell me either a general thing or a specific circumstance where you needed to like really complain and get out of your comfort zone. And perhaps have you ever been on the verge of being a quote unquote Karen?
1: Oh, totally.
0: Okay, do tell.
1: The, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask the second, you know, like the final part um, about being a Karen, it reminds me of the place downstairs that used to play yes. music all the time. Like, a thousand percent. To the point that the guy was so upset that he went to the building manager to complain about the texts that I was sending. Which weren't, by the way, as bad as they could have been. But, like, like the texts <laughs> that I was sending him at, like, 11.45 at night... Uh, like during the week,' I mean, <laughs> it's like okay, and the building like, manager sees the time, and she's like, "Yes, yeah, so this makes sense, <laughs>
0: like yeah, exactly,
1: and my texts were references to the city law about noise, um what hours you're allowed to do it, and that if it didn't stop in the next fifteen minutes that I would call the police, <laughs> like just stuff like I that, and that I'm like,, but right? <laughs> like all of this seems above board to me. Um so that's the first thing that comes to mind. But I'm trying to think of other situations where I guess like I don't really act out on a lot of those things.
0: Yeah.
1: But you know, like
0: I can't recall any. That's why I asked. Except for what you just said. I don't recall you like ever like making a big deal about anything.
1: Yeah, I definitely do interpersonally with someone (laughs)
0: later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like I get my complaints out that way for sure. But um yeah, sometimes I'll throw a passive-aggressive thing out there. And again, like you said, it'll be misinterpreted as a joke. Um,
0: yeah. Story of my
1: life. But yeah, no, I, I think like I take some of those things in, in a slightly different way, maybe. Um, I definitely don't feel like I'm a normal person in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, and this might be one of them. Like If I see something that bothers me, like let's say kids today, like those kinds of things... I'll send my mom an email about how I'm really happy that she was like hard on me growing up and, and stuff like that. And that I can actually like pay my bills and keep a job. Yeah. And I don't expect people to hand things to me and stuff like that. I don't bother going to that person and being like, you need to work harder and, and, and blah, 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 because yeah. I know it's not my right. I, I know that person has no reason to listen to a word I say. but Yeah. But yeah, sometimes that's how I process things that frustrate me. Hey,
0: that's that, that's constructive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I did that one year for I, uh, Mother's Day for my mom. I wrote her like a nice note about how, like that semester, I had a bunch of shitty kids in my class, and I was like,
0: uh-huh. you know,
1: like, uh, like you, like you instilled in me, you know, that. Even though I had scholarships going to school, it didn't mean I could just screw off and do nothing because somebody else was paying for it. It was somebody else was paying for it, and you owe this person to go to class and be successful and do this, that, and the other. So, just different stuff like that.
0: That's nice. You know I love my parents, like, so much, but sincerity exchange between me and them is very...
1: Always has to be written, yeah, with my mom. I can't oh, say yeah.
0: those things. She <laughs> said it's just like... <laughs> Sincerity makes me hate myself. Um, if I told this on the on the pod, stop me. It's I didn't. I just I couldn't think of an icebreaker, so I, I think about this all the time because I think about how it paints the way my boyfriend sees me now. Um, but I, I think I did mention this, and if I did, I'll make it short and then I'll mention the newest one. But um, I remember we ordered two pizzas. One was gluten free and one wasn't. I am gluten free. They only delivered one pizza and it was the non-gluten-free one and then i called the restaurant and they wouldn't pick up their phone Mm. and i called them like 20 times and they wouldn't so i had rage that i couldn't handle i could not tamp down Mm -hmm. so i called doordash and i yelled at them i just straight up like fucking yelled at that lady that everything was unacceptable and they better fucking fix it and it was just like he was terrified Mm -hmm. And in Boston, there is a kung fu tea. That is a bubble tea place. I want to tell you this. I order one of two teas every single time. You're supposed to be able to say how much sugar you want in the tea.
1: Like none for you. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I will say none sometimes. And they'll say, okay, and I'll get a tea that clearly does not have sugar. Then I'll say none sometimes, and they'll say, we can't take the sugar out of this tea. (laughs) And then sometimes I'll say none, and no one will say anything. And then I will taste it, and I'll be like, this tastes like full sugar. And they're like, yeah, you can't take the sugar out of this tea. And I'm like, one? How the fuck? fuck is this different every time? How did it get in and there?
1: To- explain to me. How did it get in there? <laughs>
0: yeah, and to- If you can't take it out, why can't you fucking tell me that, you bitch?
1: Yeah, don't make and it every time- an option. <laughs> yeah,
0: and oh, but for some reason it comes out better when my boyfriend orders it, but I was like, I don't think he orders it in a different language, so I don't know how to explain that. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, maybe he orders it in a different language. Maybe he does. Maybe... When he orders it in a different language, in Cantonese, maybe they don't understand what I'm saying. That could be
1: that could be jarring, you know, like the first person had a couple orders in one language, and the second orders in another. I might be like, "Whoa, I didn't process what that other person <laughs> said at all."
0: I don't know. But I don't really barely go there anymore because the fucking vitriol coming out of my mouth the mm-hmm. moment I sip that tea, you could tell my boyfriend's like, "No, just please leave me alone." <laughs> But yeah, I, guys, I have
1: so (laughs) much If her boyfriend didn't like bubble tea so much, she would throw it at the person over the counter. (laughs) It would open and splash everywhere.
0: (laughs) Might as well, the rage that goes through me. So basically, not proud of it, but I have so many food limitations that when I give myself a treat or when I get a pizza or something like that, I need it to, it's my, like, one treat, because I'm, like, eating almost nothing that all of y'all can eat. So when someone fucks that up, I want to kill everyone. Yeah. Anyway, can't wait to see your segue.
1: My closest to that is, um, it doesn't happen a ton anymore, but when I used to get really hungry and make plans with you.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) I thought I was going to die one day because he was driving us while hungry, and it was like he had a death. Mm -hmm. he was speeding he was yelling (laughs) but you know what it's okay no judgment I probably would have done the same if I could drive competently yeah speaking
1: of intolerance okay (laughs) um I work in technology and sometimes I can't stand technology
0: (laughs) I mean neither
1: Marissa, do you know what they call someone who doesn't like technology?
0: Oh! Shit. Ah! <gasps> a,
1: uh. It's on the tip of shit. your brain. You want me to just tell you?
0: Like, it is Wait! It's, a something file? Or... Fine, tell me, but I it's almost there.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I could see like a technophobe.
0: No, 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 no. It's something else. Maybe it's not file. But I know what you're talking about. Tell me.
1: A Luddite.
0: Or- no! Ah! <laughs> sorry, I had it the moment. But yeah, I realized I was in the wrong direction with file, and then I was saying Luddite, but I was like, what if that means something totally different? <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just so mad that I didn't get it.
1: So today, if somebody calls you a Luddite, it's like, I can't, like, my email's not working on my phone, and somebody will be like, you're such a Luddite.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you know someone who said that? Because they're dumb.
1: No. Um... But I sometimes wonder if I am a Luddite. <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: you can't work in IT and be a Luddite.
1: Very true, according to one of my sources today. Uh, but basically, today they mean like it's somebody who's averse to technology. If you don't have a cell phone, for example, people will look at you like, what is wrong with you? You must be a Luddite. You don't use social mm. media. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like,
0: Yeah. You own like DVDs and you don't... <laughs> Oh, the, the guy who I made out with made a point who, telling me he got off Facebook and said he only typed on typewriters. Yeah. Yet yeah, he worked for Google. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> needed to make sure everyone knew about that.
1: Um, and you know what? Maybe in working at Google, he learned that he should tr- shut down all of his social media.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just tool. But
1: yeah, the other one would be, um, there, there seems to be, and this is this may not be real, but in uh, a couple of podcasts that I listen to where they talk about just different shit, um, it seems like there might be kind of like a, not necessarily like a renaissance, but like a lean towards physical media, you know, when movies are always like sort of swapping off to different services and stuff like that. If you like a movie and you want to watch it anytime, you really do have to own it, Um and also, like, if you buy a movie on Amazon and Amazon decides that that movie should not be hosted on their servers anymore, you don't get your money back. The movie's just gone. So, oh, shit, I didn't realize
0: that. Dan in real life better fucking stay there forever. Dan in real
1: life will stay there forever, I promise.
0: Because I drunk bought that, and then I was like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> so, a few few things that I thought were interesting from History.com, the most reputable source... Um, did you know that if you watch a History Channel original production, they don't call it a History Channel original production. They call it a history original.
0: <laughs> Why? What? Okay.
1: It's like, I think you should throw a channel in there so that people don't think this is history.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, they did that on purpose.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, The original Luddites were British weavers and textile workers who objected to the increased use of mechanized looms and knitting frames. Most were trained artisans who'd spent years learning their craft, and they feared that unskilled machine operators would be robbing them of their livelihood.
0: Do they, like, overlap with Amish people?
1: In a way. Not these particular people, but uh, when the economic pressures of the Napoleon Wars made the cheap competition of early textile factories particularly threatening to these artisans, a few desperate weavers began to break into factories and smash textile machines. They called themselves Luddites after Ned Ludd, a.k.a. Edward Ludlum, a young apprentice who was rumored to have wrecked a textile apparatus in 1779 in a fit of rage. Which, shit, I mean, tag yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: things must have been boring back then because 30 years later, they were still talking about this guy and when a group of people got together to sort of form a group, they called themselves the Luddites, Luddites named okay. after him. So, the thought was that, oh, these machines are going to replace workers so we should rebel and down with technology. That's one I way mean, you can read
0: that's it. That's still a valid concern.
1: Absolutely. Um, but the core... Of these people's cause was not that machines are going to replace us. It was that you could hire any dummy off the street to turn this machine on and let the loom sort of run, right? You didn't really need to be an expert at looming weaving? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) um, So they wanted to make sure that their skills and livelihood would still be valued. If they ran the machines, they didn't care if they were machines. They just didn't want unskilled workers running these machines and making pieces of shit, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, that is giving too much faith in machines. You do always need someone pretty competent to run a machine because then if the machine starts fucking up, then what?
1: But, yeah. yeah. And um, But, like, say you have ten machines and you have one guy who's, like, familiar with weaving and textiles and he makes sure that the, the product is coming out right, you know, and then you just have a bunch of people who are just hitting buttons on the other ones, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. That
1: could have been ten people with jobs, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, by by 1813, the Luddite movement had been put down, like a like an animal, uh, with many Luddites hanged, imprisoned, or trans- what? <laughs> hanged, imprisoned, or transported to Australia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really like what those three options. This?
0: Wait, wait, wait! What year was this?
1: 1813.
0: I am. They were hanged just because they were against tech? Yes. This well, thing? you know what? why yeah, did I not know this?
1: I think somebody would say, not because they were against tech, because they were...
0: Against um, a
1: vandal. Yeah, they were vandalizing equipment that cost oh. money, you know.
0: But I don't know that that's worth being hung, hanged. Right. Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. Can I answer your real quick? Would you say worth being hung? Or for se- I? Or hanged.
1: These, this article says hanged.
0: Was that how it always was? Because I feel like suddenly... If
1: you're hung, you have a big dong. Well,
0: that's the only way? You <laughs> can be hung. By a... By a... Okay. And a picture just, gets I hung on like the wall. Phase, but maybe I never understood it and I've been doing it wrong all, all along. Yeah, Sorry. Like,
1: like a picture gets hung on the wall. Um, an ornament gets hung on a tree. But I think a person is hanged from a tree.
0: You were hanged? I mean, well, I don't know that you could be telling from the person. I
1: episode. was hanged. <laughs> okay. But yeah, if I'm like, I was hung, people are going to be like, what happened to your penis?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: Um, after 1813, the Luddites sort of became like a myth, sort of, um, representing a simple-minded opposition to technology, uh, because there were no sort of practicing people around you know, mm. doing these things anymore.
0: Except for pedos.
1: <laughs> and of course, things got twisted, so now the term Neo-Luddism means a fear or distrust of technology.
0: No, that sounds like too much. Just keep Luddite.
1: When you are called a Luddite, it's because someone is ripping on you for being scared of technology.
0: Or because you think it's cool.
1: It's not because you're going in and damaging equipment and technology in order to preserve your livelihood. <laughs>
0: I mean, that sounds cooler. Well, I mean, in a... I mean, in theory, it sounds It sounds cooler. more noble. Yeah, there yeah. we go.
1: Um, now, I'm turning with, to Wikipedia for this next part, so hang in there with me. Ne- okay. Uh, be- mm. Neoluddism is a leaderless movement of non-affiliated groups who resist modern technologies and dictate a return to some or all technologies... I'm sorry dictate a return of some or all technologies to a primitive level. Neo-Luddites are characterized by one or more of the following practices. Passively abandoning the use of technology, harming those who produce technology harmful to the environment, advocating for simple living, or sabotaging technology. The modern Neo-Luddite movement has connections with anti-globalization, anarcho-primitivism, radical environmentalism and deep ecology.
0: Okay.
1: neo distinguishes itself from a philosophy originally associated with luddism in that luddism opposes all forms of technology whereas neo-luddism only opposes technology deemed destructive or otherwise detrimental to society.
0: That seems relative, but uh...
1: Yes, it does. I'm so glad you said that because it's like like every single person you know i shouldn't say every single person but like i I would bet at least 40 percent of the people who use social media know that it's bad for them
0: (laughs) yeah like i feel like you could make the case for a lot of things and so who's really the 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 leading authority
1: and since Um, it's a leaderless movement of non-affiliated groups it really does in some ways feel like terrorist cells where it's like well we're gonna decide to blow up this building and another group is going to decide to blow up this building, you know.
0: Yeah. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Um I did want to say are you, do you watch the show upload? I don't remember.
1: No, I saw season 2 came out and I was like, "Eh, maybe I'll watch this if I'm bored one day."
0: Okay, just because there seems to that that seems to play a very crucial role in season 2. Uh, okay. a group of Yeah. So, just seems very fitting cuz I started watching upload season 2.
1: But anyway. And I have been watching Severance, and in that one there is sort of like an anti-tech
0: underground. Oh, around that show crazy. Should of, I watch? That?
1: Of people that are put, I'll tell you this: if you watch it, have your finger on the fast-forward button for the first episode because My there's story? so much walking through hallways. It drove oh. me absolutely, I was like. There's no way I'm gonna watch this. There's no way I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna turn this off, and I'm never gonna look back.
0: <laughs> I thought your play was gory, and I was like, no. "Where does that fit in?" Okay, no,
1: okay. it's just really. I'm Good like, to- how much more are they gonna walk down a
0: hallway? <laughs> yeah, that sounds annoying. Okay.
1: Anyway, Royce and Kibbert um who is a writer she has a book um that's out in the UK but i can't find it in america i think i might buy an import copy of it like off ebay or something but okay. um she breaks Luddites down into a few different camps for an article that she wrote uh in gizmo for gizmodo
0: mm-hmm.
1: um the hold on a second and think about this camp the robots are stealing our livelihood camp the burn it all down camp uh, the technology is making us unhealthy camp. And the last one is the protest camp. And the protest camp is probably, like, the, the most throwaway one, which is that when people use technology to protest something, it's significantly less effective than actually protesting something. So, like, let's get rid of technology because it's giving people a false impression that they're contributing to society.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I don't think it's wrong. I'm just saying, like, it seems like the weakest one out of all of these. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. Okay.
1: So the first one's pretty easy to understand. Let's be conscientious and mindful about new technology before we embrace it. Let's breathe for a second and think about how it might impact society.
0: We don't do that. No one's going to do that. Please. No,
1: because it's like, you know... Like, the person who has the latest iPhone right now is already waiting for the next iPhone. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, This neo-Luddite sect took root uh, in the 90s. Author and activist (laughs) Chellis Glendinning, which I practiced many times before I actually encountered it here in the document, (laughs) published uh, Notes Toward a Neo-Luddite Manifesto. Keep that word in mind, guys. (laughs) In a quarterly journal, The Unt Reader, reclaiming the term Luddite for a modern era and listing principles of the movement. The principles claim that all technologies are political and should be questioned before we adopt them. In particular, striving for the dismantling of nuclear technologies, television and computers, which cause disease and death in their manufacture and use, enhance the centralized political power and remove people from direct experience of life. Um, so let's assume that they kind of, like, gave up the fight on that last one. (laughs) Yeah. Because we still have television, we still have computers. Okay. You could choose to live live without a television and a computer, and that's perfectly fine.
0: Can you, though? I mean, you have to be off the grid to live without a computer. I hate how, to be in school, you need to have a computer now. But that's why you're here.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, if you did choose to do that and you wanted to keep up with the world around you, the world around you shrinks significantly mm-hmm. when you don't have these ways to see the world in, in other places in other ways um, so then what do you do to fill your time? Maybe for entertainment you go on a walk, maybe you do some art maybe you, maybe you read a book but isn't a book also sort of like a form of media where the person who's writing it is sort of influencing it in some way the same way that technology could
0: okay. i don't know really all you could do is take a walk and eat food
1: yep yeah. and chop down a tree so that you could burn it later yes <laughs> <laughs> um are robots stealing jobs the second group uh Neolite opposition uh to technology is often not spiritual so much as an economic problem in mm-hmm. certain wariness uh, a certain wariness surrounds announcements uh, that AI can assume the roles of increasing number of professions. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. Can't um, be a
0: competent writer yet, bitches, so I'm not worried <laughs> just yet.
1: But, I don't know about you, but in podcasts that I listen to, they're always trying to sell that product that uh, fixes all your writing.
0: What? Like, you it, mean Grammarly?
1: No, it's not Grammarly. It's a different tool. Um, oh. And it's uh, it's for work, and basically, like you write something, and then this thing kind of like changes the words to make it sound more active, or more professional, or more business like.
0: Because I, I am currently the most competent proofreader in my job, and I like to secretly and silently lord that over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, m- robots are working Marissa out of a job.
0: <laughs> mm. At
1: least part of her job.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So first the tech. Technology blurs the meaning between work and free time, as we know. Um, If you are using social platforms like Instagram and Facebook, you are kind of following this train of thought. You are working for them. You are producing content that other people are going to come and look at, and therefore you're driving traffic to these providers.
0: Yeah, okay. Then
1: it takes over our work, and it makes us passive consumers dependent on automated processes. So if somebody's not tra- dropping off your gluten-free pizza, you know, you would have known that if you went to the pizza place and picked it up yourself, but you didn't. Yeah. And so now yeah. who do you have to fight with? Just some poor schlub <laughs> at DoorDash
0: <I> know. <laughs> who
1: isn't even delivering things. They're just answering phone calls from angry people like you.
0: Exactly. Hmm.
1: And this links up with another theory. The more jobs that are automated, the more out of touch the people involved with the processes become. If you oh, take, I believe
0: that. Fuck yeah.
1: For example, if you take pilots who supervise the automated takeoff and landing of planes...
0: Oh, I are, don't like that! <laughs> I didn't know that! Nor do I want to know more about that!
1: <laughs> then those people are disconnected from that process so that if the technology fails, are they equipped? This is sort of oh. coming back to the same idea that the original Luddites had. if, Of course, with a different Level of risk. If this machine can't, I don't know, sew this rug properly or make this shirt properly, who is there that's going to be able to fix it? Or if the machines go down, you're just going to lose a whole day's worth of work while you're trying to get those machines back up. You know? They're going so,
0: because she used to work at a button factory and she knows what's up. She's <laughs> got the internet. I'm sorry. Continue.
1: So the last, well, not the second to last group. Um, is the people who believe that technology is making us unhealthy. And, Marissa, do you agree with that statement? I'm sorry.
0: Does anyone not believe that?
1: Right. If you are a person with diabetes.
0: Sorry.
1: (laughs) If you're a person with diabetes and you use a machine to test your blood sugar, or like you have, um, like a full-time unit sort of as part of your skin, uh, part of your body or something like that. Like, that's cool that you can link that up with your phone and you can get your readings and your numbers and everything like that. So in a way you could say, yes, technology is making us more healthy. X-rays, MRIs, all sorts of tests like that. But, um, when we talk about like social media, yeah, we're all kind of like, our brains are shit because of social yeah. media, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> among other things, you know? Um, so aside from those issues, uh, there are some people who move to Green Bank, West Virginia, because it is essentially off the grid. It is free from all electromagnetic signals. The town has become a haven for those suffering from electromagnetic hypersensitivity, a collection of symptoms including nausea, disorientation, and headaches apparently induced by exposure to phone and Internet signals, as yet so unrecognized they
0: also affected by havana syndrome Sorry.
1: possibly <laughs> and this is uh as yet unrecognized by modern medicine and of this course. town exists because of the national radio quiet zone which is a government mandated space but it's not a government mandated space because people suffer from this affliction it's because there is a certain telescope in that area that needs to be completely away from electromagnetic hyper, like, I'm sorry, electromagnetic signals, so that it can function properly.
0: (laughs) Okay, fascinating, too. Is that city, or that area, mostly populated by women? People love to tell the women they don't, Do not really say.
1: (laughs) That's an interesting question.
0: Yeah. I would bet it's more women than men, just saying.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Um, Although, I think you could probably say, too, though, that Maybe more women tolerate feeling sick and dealing with people saying that they're not.
0: I mean, you know what? That might be true. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the last group, if you were keeping track, is the group that wants to burn it all down. These people kind of feel like the original Luddites because they want to break everything. Um, The line between the terms eco-activist and eco-terrorist, for example, are blurred. It used to describe a group like Radical Ecologist Collective in Italy called Il Il Sivestra, (laughs) Mm. which I'm sure I'm not saying correctly, which was formed in 1998. Several uh, years ago, police Italian police intercepted a car full of explosives destined for an unfinished $55 million IBM nanotechnology facility in Zurich.
0: Wow, that's crazy!
1: Imprisoning three members and in the 2012 oh, and in 2012 the Anarchist Collective claimed responsibility in a four-page letter for the kneecapping of Roberto (laughs) Adenolfi sorry
0: what the fuck does that even mean?
1: well, they hit him in the kneecaps, but presumably until they broke (laughs) and he is an Italian nuclear engineering executive so they okay. disagree with these things, and then they kind of attack them. Yeah, I don't Meanwhile, like- in Mexico, several eco-terrorist collectives, including Individuals Trending Toward the Savage. Interesting. I'm
0: sorry, I don't fully understand what you just said.
1: Um, individual. Oh, I think I did say trending. Individuals tending toward the savage. Okay. Which is shortened to ITS, which you is...
0: Trending, and yeah. I was
1: blowing my body. <laughs> Which is also what most people call their IT department.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: The uh, and the Obsidian Point Circle of Attack formed in the late 2000s in response to Mexico's push for nanotechnology. Nanotechnology is something that people are very uncomfortable with. <laughs> mm. And if you remember the episode, one of our Christmas episodes where we talked about Santa harnessing nanotechnology to make Christmas presents <laughs> in your house. <laughs>
0: God, I don't know what we've
1: talked about. No. In April and May of 2011, anarcho-primitivist collectives um, claimed responsibility for bombing attacks on a person who was the head of nanotechnology at the Polytechnic University of the Valley of Mexico. Did you know that Mexico had so much nanotechnology going on? No, I
0: did not. I want to tell you that I... What? Go ahead. Sam's as a child, but when you say the word anarcho, I just immediately... I know that that's probably something very intense, but I just think of all the little punks in wilkes bear and yeah. I get excited for a moment. Yeah. Okay. I, speaking
1: of which, I saw a kid doing a trick on his bike the other day, and boy, did he eat it. And uh, so mm. hard that somebody came over to try to help him, and he was just, just like, no, I don't Aww. need any help. <laughs> like a stranger <laughs> came over. Oh. Monterey Institute of Technology has been another prominent target. Its director, Armando Herrera Corral, was sent a pipe bomb in 2011, which failed to explode completely, but left one member of uh, faculty with fragments of metal lodged in his lung. Oh,
0: fuck that. That's fucking shit. You're not going to take down the whole system just by maiming one person.
1: Hey, you never know. In The Coming Revolution, Ted Kaczynski outlined... Ted Kaczynski, a.k.a. the Unabomber, outlined what he saw as changes to humanity that that humanity will have to make in order to make society functional. Quote, new values that will free them from the yoke of the present techno-industrial system.
0: Guys, it's too late. You really fucking think you're going to make a change at this point? You're a fool.
1: So, Ted Kaczynski did have that thought. If I bomb the right people (laughs) individually... I can make a dent in what's happening. And he was wrong, but... Oh, clearly. As you will find out, if you are a Patreon (laughs) listener, or a Patreon member, um, in this week's Pete's Previews, I covered a trailer for the movie Ted K, which is about Ted Kaczynski.
0: Wait, that didn't come out yet, right?
1: No. And he had some interesting ideas. (laughs) What? So... He says that in order for us to have a functional society, we must (laughs) reject all modern technology. This is logically necessary because modern technology is a whole in which parts are interconnected. You can't get rid of the bad parts without also giving up the good parts. So if you say, like, well, this chat room, you know, like I live in a small town in Idaho and I'm gay. And I never would have met another gay person if it wasn't for like an AOL chat room when I was growing up. That's great. But also, you could say that people are using AOL chat rooms to coordinate terrorist attacks or something like that. So, yeah, this is kind of saying we got to get rid of it all. Sorry, gay kid in Idaho, you're on your own. Hey, <laughs> we must reject st- civilization itself.
0: So, I think cat is fucked up in very many ways. But how did his bombing? What did he? Didn't he bomb a daycare center? Did I fuck up what he bombed?
1: Um. I know what you're talking about and it was near up. Yeah.
0: Oh, but how did, how did what he chose to bomb further this, this thesis?
1: Oh, a lot of the early ones I think did, but we'll talk a little bit about him in a second. Okay. He also uh, said that we have to reject materialism, um, you know, because it infects our life and values Uh, Mm. and replace this idea with moderation and self-sufficiency, which you see a a few people leaning towards these days.
0: Um, I mean, yes, but he also sounds like a nerd.
1: Right. Uh, Love and reverence toward nature, or even worship of nature.
0: Okay, nope, that's a little
1: too much. If you didn't have that or on there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, Exaltation of freedom. Freedom is a taboo word now, Ted. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's too problematic.
1: And punishment of those responsible for the present situation. Scientists, engineers, cooperation, uh, I'm sorry, corporation executives, politicians, and so forth must make the cost of improving technology too great for anyone to try. So basically, like, not literally, of course, but like, lop off their head, put it on a, a stick and put it out in front of everybody so that people understand, if you try to do this, this is what's going to happen to you.
0: <laughs> I mean, these things are, like, adorable. They're not going to happen at all, but okay.
1: Ted Kaczynski predicted a world with a depleted environment. Check. An increase in yeah. psychological disorders. Check.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and in this... He also predicted that either leftists who aim to control humanity... Like, leftists will aim to control humanity through technology, or technology itself will directly control humanity.
0: I Which, don't know if leftists this problem at this specific moment in time, but okay.
1: Yeah, but um, we do know that the singularity is coming, so...
0: Oh, fuck yeah, but I bet he's dead.
1: <laughs> the industrialization... I'm sorry, the industrial civilization, so well served by its potent technologies, cannot last and will not last. Its collapse is certain within not more than a few decades. Stephen Hawking uh, predicted that the means of production will be controlled by the machine owner class. And without redistribution of wealth, technology will create more economic inequality. And it has.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: These predictions uh, also include changes in humanity's place in the future due to replacement of humans by computers. Um, There would also be genetic decay of humans due to lack of natural selection. If you think about uh, an unfit person with a ton of money, you know, surviving a problem better because they're insulated than a person who's physically fit but doesn't have money. You know, that's kind of one way you could yep. think about that. Uh, biological engineering of humans. Misuse of technological power, including disasters caused by genetically modified organisms, GMOs, nuclear warfare, and biological weapons. Control of humanity using surveillance, propaganda, pharmacological control, and psychological control. Check, 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 check. <laughs> Okay. Humanity failing to adapt to the future manifesting as an increase in psychological disorders, widening economic and political inequality, widespread social alienation, and loss of community and massive unemployment. Um Yep, that's happening too.
0: <laughs> Is the thesis of this episode that we should all become luddite <laughs> Terrorists? <laughs>
1: technology causing environmental degradation due to short-sightedness, overpopulation, overcrowding. And also happens. Am I saying that we should all become anarcho-terrorists? No. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, but, that's at the end. Can you use technology to fight against technology? So Ted Kaczynski says you have to reject all technology. But if you think about it, in some fictional depictions we see, like in Mr. Robot... Um, you can use technology to cause a financial collapse that would then, air quote, level the playing field for people when all debt is erased, so to speak. Um, okay, yeah, sure. also, people root for anonymous when it hacks Russian TV, databases, and websites posting pro Ukraine messages. And right. Russia itself, yeah. right, also used Facebook and other social media to, I guess, promote and promote Donald Trump and also organize rallies for his election with people that were in the United States. Yeah. In 2020 um, on Christmas morning, a van exploded near an AT&T building, which immediately lit the fire of 5G conspiracies. The FBI's...
0: I don't remember that. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, people were like, well, AT&T is the one who's building this infrastructure for 5G, and this guy just blew up a, a van Near an AT and T building, and so that must be the reason why he did it. Um, okay. The FBI's analysis did not reveal indications of a broader ideological motive to use the violence mm-hmm. to bring about social or political change. Nor does it reveal indications of a specific personal grievance focused on individuals or entities in and around the location of the explosion. That guy was just fucked up.
0: So, well, Pete, you're just a sheep.
1: <laughs> hey, call me Sheep Pete. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, that's my drag name. Shhh. <laughs> so, while a Luddite might be, while the term Luddite might be levied at you as an insult, it's probably not indicative of your behavior. In fact, one of pop culture's most unsung Luddites is probably Michael Bolton from Office Space, who beat a printer with his fists to send the message that he wasn't going to take shit from that technology anymore.
0: It's a character I saw Office the space. No recollection. There's somebody <laughs> called Bolton?
1: Yeah. It's huh? a running gag through the whole entire thing.
0: Oh, Okay. Cool. We,
1: would, we would probably all like to see ourselves as temperate Luddites people who recognize that tech can be less than healthy but it can also be helpful for every Instagram ad telling you to buy something that you don't need there's probably a Reddit thread that might create a community for a disenfranchised person that's probably like more like a million to one like you're going to get a million Facebook ads for every yeah. Yeah. Um, but technology does have benefits for sure Uh, And just like everything that we encounter in life, there's a balance that needs to be struck. The machine in your pocket can gain so much power on your mind, um, uh, over your mind, I guess. And part of it comes from, yeah, sort of using it all the time. So just be careful while you're using technology. But also maybe think twice before you lift a hammer to your workplace computer because it's killed your happiness and freedom. Um, That's always my go-to at work. I always say... I am going to throw this out the window. And then people go, ha ha ha. And I say, no, seriously, they gave me two windows without screens. What else am I supposed to do
0: with them? I love how many people think you and I joke. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: So that's a little bit about like the, the, the idea that took me down this path, honestly, years ago, this has been on my list since we started doing this podcast as a topic to cover. (laughs) Um, like- is that idea of people fighting back against technology um and i'm i'm in some ways i'm surprised we don't see more of it and uh but i think a lot of it does come from the fact that people are using tech to attack tech and then tech also learns to defend itself and so in a way if you were going outside of those structures maybe you could get something done this is not a suggestion
0: <laughs> I- I mean, I don't know tech enough to attack tech, so uh, I'm ready to uh, to join the resistance. You?
1: And in some cases, you could say, well, the way that you can fight it... I'm
0: sorry, did you think that was a rhetorical question?
1: <laughs> the way that you could fight it is by stepping back from it. Don't give Facebook the power that it wants. Mm. Um, and then I love the people who are like, well, I don't even use Facebook anymore. I mostly use Instagram. <laughs> it's like, bitch, it's the same oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, am I recruited? I mean, it depends on the day of the week. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have... There's a lot of times when I stop and I think about... (laughs) This could be indicative of a larger problem. But there's sometimes when I stop and I think about... How many people, myself included, have jobs that aren't really that essential? (laughs) And while it, it is essential to the place that I work and the mission of that place. But mm. the place that I work, does that need to exist? You know, like, I'm going in a very sort of, like, spirally sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, To get to, yeah, my job doesn't matter. And again, if I was building houses or raising food, you know, maybe maybe it would feel like I have more purpose. But I'm not qualified to do any of that. I'm qualified to contribute nothing to society.
0: <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not, but yeah.
1: Hmm. So I recruited you, huh?
0: Yeah, I'm ready to join the resistance 100%. There you go. Is I'm
1: that ready easy? to pick the red pill. Now, which camp would you be part of?
0: What are them again? What are them again? What?
1: <laughs> my guess is that you might be in the hold up a second, think about this camp.
0: Uh, What are my other options, though?
1: burn it all down which I know in your heart you're a fan of but
0: in my heart I am but I probably couldn't follow through you're right I probably am the hold on and think a second I I,
1: the other one is like robots are stealing our livelihood but
0: yeah but they will be eventually
1: yeah and I think I said this if not last week the week before like if a robot can do my job what am I supposed to do with that free time now
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so if you build enough robots to do everybody's job for them then why don't we just lay down in the matrix tubes like with shit shoved in our face and just be
0: batteries if i didn't know that i was i don't care right Yeah, man. Oof, if I was in the Matrix, boy, would I not take the pill.
1: Oh, man, if they unplugged me, I'd be like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I would be like, let me live in my illusion, delusion, false All
1: Cypher wants to do is eat a steak again, and he gets to eat a steak, and he has to betray all of his friends, but you know what? He gets to eat steak for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't remember the matrix enough to remember what you're talking about, but
1: I like <laughs> it with no context. It's 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 so um I don't necessarily want to say that I'm gonna plug the new Ted Kaczynski movie because I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um but there is a good, I, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, there is an interesting documentary about, oh, I'm sorry, that, listen, I want you to 100% know that that was just a misspeak. I do not think that this is <laughs> a documentary. But, uh, there was a show, it's called Manhunt Unibomber. And they did two seasons of this show, Manhunt. One was about the, um, Olympic bomber, I believe. Oh. Okay. And then the other one was, uh, the first season was about uh, the unibomber. And it's just really sort of like an interesting depiction of things. You know, it's not obviously nonfiction, but it is sort of, you know, it sort of hits on all the marks of what what this person kind of was thinking. Um, and also the misguidedness of it, too. Yeah. You know, kind of where things went off the rails.
0: Okay. So I'm just going to put the exact same thing I had last week, which was to see the bus down, which literally no one I know has seen but me.
1: I saw the first episode because it's oh. free on Peacock.
0: Was it was it too much or did you like I it? I loved it. <laughs> yes! Really? Yes. Yeah! I wasn't sure. Oh my god. But I you. could totally so see
1: where you're like where you're watching this and you're like there's a couple of things to come up. Are they saying the n-word too much for me to recommend this to other people? <laughs> And also, is this topic funny? <laughs> Without telling everybody what the topic is.
0: Oh, yeah, because I found that episode hilarious. But I was like, boy, can I not explain what this episode is about? Because yeah. I would lack the nuance. But even did they? Full, I don't know. But yeah, I'm so I'm so glad you like it. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, and then I'm, talk- I was
1: immediately stopped afterwards you need Peacock Premium to watch the second episode. I'm like, you mean you want me to spend money so I can watch a TV show with commercials in it? You can eat my ass, Peacock.
0: (laughs) Again, if it was my Peacock, I would share it with you, but I don't pay for my Peacock. But yeah, okay guys, since you could watch it for free, watch the first episode of The Bus Down on Peacock. That in itself will thin the herd because if you like that episode, that's probably the most risque one. Uh, If you don't, yeah, just don't watch it anymore. They do say the n word a lot um, mm. in all of them. But um, uh, I gotta, I'm gonna have to pay for it at some point because I need you to watch the last episode, Pete. <laughs> 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 Guys, that's my favorite episode of the year. I will just um, episode my favorite show of the year. So I'm, <laughs> I am uh, promoting that again. And I'm also going to promote 570 pod one where you call in, tell us what you'd like us to cover, and just say hello.
1: And I will promote shout at y'allherd.me, uh, where you can email us instead of calling or texting us. Um, it's entirely up to you. We're trying to provide you as many avenues as possible. You could also leave a note on our Facebook page. That's right, as <laughs> Neoluddites... <laughs> we oh, yeah, have a facebook page all
0: right
1: but if you want to hit marissa directly
0: you can dm me on instagram at wrist vandal
1: no nudes yeah
0: no nudes don't sexually dm me i'm a taken woman and i don't need more dick pics in my life i've only received one and <laughs> let's keep it that way <laughs>
1: I don't need more dick pics in my life it Makes it seem like, I've hit my quota, okay?
0: Yeah, one is more than <laughs> I one and a half. Uh, anyway, guys,
1: <laughs> if you want to know what one and a half dick pics means, you can call us at 570 pod one or text us there. Ask, and then we'll make Marissa answer that next episode.
0: If you send us a message and you ask, I will tell you what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Guys, stay safe and goodbye.
1: And smash your phone after listening to this podcast. Yep.
0: <laughs> Let's join the resistance. Bye. 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 Bye.